This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Tuesday, boys and girls. Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book of props.com props YouTube production. He's Dave Sherapan. I'm Matt Peralt. Yes, it's going to be a Brady day, but no day. We are not talking about Tom Brady the entire show. Don't you worry. We're not talking about Brady the entire time. How are you? I'm good. I was going to wear the Pat the Patriot hat, but I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because then I was going to wear the Buccaneers hat. And I was like, nah, I know he's got the hat covered today. So either one is good. Yeah, I knew you'd have both covered. So I know you might switch (laughs) it. Everybody's talking about it. The guy finally got to say it himself today. Um, Interesting the way this all's going down. (laughs) Who, Who leaked it on Saturday? That guy's out. I, He's out. No, that guy's not out. No, he had, I mean, he just had people doing things. Like I said yesterday, he was going to retire. It was going to happen because if he didn't, like it was obvious that ESPN knew they were right because ESPN didn't retract a thing. Right. They didn't move. They didn't yep. budge. About this whole thing. They just kept on reporting it, reporting it, reporting it, even with Tom Sr. saying no and Tom Brady <laughs> saying no, and like only to turn around on an Instagram post on Tuesday. I don't know. This is the part of Brady that pisses me off and why I talked about it. He wanted to monetize it. I was right. I told you. He started talking about all the brands he's working with and all the things he's going to do in the future and his business ventures. Brady wanted a chance to control the narrative and do it on his own terms and then monetize it. And they didn't let him. They stole his moment. And so he was angry about that on a Saturday. But the cat was out of the bag. He was he was walking away. And it's it's it leads us. This is the only time we'll talk about this. But I, I have to talk about my fellow Patriot fan for a second. Because this is the stupidest argument and the stupidest thing I've seen Patriot fans Thank do you. in a long time. Thank you. Go. What are we mad about? Who cares who he thanks? Who cares? So he says... He didn't go, I, my un, uh, you know, my unfiltered love of New England and Patriot fans, you made me into the man that I, like, shut, who cares? Like, let the guy leave however he wants to leave. I I, I don't care. Brady's saying I'm, I, I read like the first post, I'm retired. Okay. I didn't read anything into like, where's the Robert Kraft? Where's the Bill Belichick? Where's the New England? Where's the Patriot fan? Like, why aren't we hearing? He did it two years ago when he walked away. I don't care if you're saying goodbye to Tampa. I, I mean, you think this guy's going into the Hall of Fame as a buck? Like, get over. We, yeah, this is such insecurity. It's amazing insecurity by Patriot fans. Like, just stop today. Please just stop. It looks, it's embarrassing to see it personally. Like, stop being mad about what Brady wrote on Instagram. 
I'm just glad you're saying it because I was thinking it too. I was I was up early and I was looking at the stuff. I'm like, are these people really mad? Like they're really mad. This is oh, I, I, I turned on Boston Media for the hell of it. I was like, let me let me watch Why? Boston. Yeah, well, just because it's always fun on days like this is to see what they're gonna say, and it's amazing the calls and the people's <laughs> hand wringing and just the you know being so distraught that Tommy didn't do what he's supposed to do. We didn't say. <laughs> Thank you. Like, what are you doing? It's such a joke. Like, let the guy say whatever the hell he wants. He's retiring. Okay. How he Thank feels goodness. about New England. Like, it's not geez. like the baseball hall of fame and they got to pick a hat to wear to go right. in. Right. Because this would be the ultimate F you, right? If he picked the Buccaneers yeah, logo, that so would he never, be but he wouldn't. I mean, he's, he's too smart. He would never do that. He's not going to start those. <laughs> I mean, he's got raw emotions right now and he's got raw feelings and he's, you know, he's an angry person. That's what drives him. The anger to prove people wrong is what causes Tom Brady to be Tom Brady. But this idea that he's not incredibly thankful to, I mean, two of his kids were born in Boston. He got married. And I mean, most of their life was spent in Boston with Giselle and like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not concerned about an Instagram post. Okay. It's, it's got, it does not affect my life one way or the other, whether Tom Brady says thank you to a Patriot fan or not today. So this has to stop. It needs to go away, but it does lead to a very interesting conversation about the NFC South. The Buccaneers are bleeped, Dave. I mean, Oh Gronk's, yeah. Gronk's next. F bleeped. Yeah. Gronk's next. So they have no quarterback. What do you mean, they Gronk's no not coming back? Wait, wait, did he announce that yet? Come on. Gronk's retiring. Gronk's gone. Okay. So Gronk's gone. You have he's a going back to New England. He's gonna finish up there. One no, he's year. not. He's <laughs> career over. Yeah. His <laughs> his wife's gonna be the bread or, or or girlfriend, soon to be fiance wife. That's what'll happen. He'll get married and then they'll they'll do their thing and she'll be the breadwinner. I mean, she's killing it right now. So she'll make a lot of money for him, much like Dizelle has done with Brady. But you've got Godwin off of an ACL, which is not great. You've got an offensive line that is banged up and you've got a team that could be leaving, losing their coach. If you're Bruce Arians, do you stick around? I mean, if I want a coach, you know, a maybe, and it says, you know, but it's going to be rough. It's going to be real rough. I mean, they're going to, the drop off is going to be huge. They don't really. Lane Gabbard. Lane Gabbard is the quarterback right now on the roster. <laughs> Lane Gabbard season. Let's go. Who wants to be the guy to follow the guy? Lane Gabbard's your guy. Uh oh. I mean, yeah. And everybody was on like one year deals, right? They came back yep. to play yep. the second year after. So there's going to be not a mass exodus for the door, but they're like, man, TB12 has gone. I ain't coming back here. Give me somewhere else. Everybody's talking to their agent. You know, we knew this was going to happen. We got to get out of here. You know, so where do we go? Um, and where does that leave Tampa? Oh, when that schedule comes out, we'll be able to look at it and go season wins, what, eight, eight and a half? I mean, it may be question whether they're 500. That's how far they're going to fall. It's going to be quick, hard, and fast. Do they bring Jameis back? Oh, Jameis is coming off an injury too. I don't know. Do they? Is if Arian stays? I mean, is, it, is Leftwich leaving? I don't know. There's there's so many things. Like if the coaching staff starts that mass exodus, this is like going, starting over, over back in the days when Tampa was really bad. 
Like this 2007. The last time the Bucks made the playoffs was 2007 before Brady showed up. So that is Ooh. the bar. They go back to that standard. Mm. The only saving grace for the Buccaneers is that the division is a disaster. Stinks. Sean Payton's gone from the Saints. We don't know who's getting that job. We know the Falcons are still the Falcons, right? I mean, right now they're the team to beat. The Panthers are a mess. They need a quarterback. Matt Rule is sticking around, even though people don't want Matt Rule to stick around. So he's getting one more year in that uh, with that job being the head coach. But I mean, I don't know who the best team in that division is going to be next season. Like that went from an, a, a very competitive, difficult division to being NFC East like very quick. It's interesting because this is the week we would put up the Super Bowl futures for next year. They the came out last night. The yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. So you start to look at this stuff and go, um, I guess Atlanta's the favorite (laughs) minus the division minus one ten, and then everyone else is a plus, and there's no real. I mean, usually, you know, you know the opponents. If you do a little research, you know the opponents. You just don't know the schedule, the order that they play. So you can kind of go through it and go, okay. I mean, who goes four and two in that division against each other? I, I don't know right now. I mean, is anybody? That's a tough one, man. It's a, it, it changes fast. Life comes at you fast, man. It's crazy. Tampa's got a lot of work to do right now. It's cra- And if they would have won that game, they'd be playing. They'd have played in the NFC Championship. And instead, TB12's gone. Brady's out. Gronk's out. Now what do we do? Uh-oh. I like Jalen Ramsey's tweet today saying the greatest of all times final touchdown pass was against me because it was, I mean, the Mike Evans, he beat Jalen Ramsey over the top to Mike Evans. And I I mean, it was interesting because like you go back and look at the career for Brady and what Brady, I mean, I, I tweeted it this morning. He lost 17, 14. He lost 21, 17 to the giants. Mm -hmm. He left the field with the lead in both those games. And then he threw for 505 yards, three touchdowns and no interceptions and lost to the Eagles. I mean, you can make a case Brady and I get the Seattle game was defense and that game should never have been a win. So it does go both ways, but like you could actually make a case that Tom Brady could have been, could have 10 ranks. Well, that's insane for any seven is insane. Seven is insane, but he could have 10. He had a chance much like the Bucks game, he left tied, but he put the game in the, in the, it was, I think it was just so fitting that he put the game in the lap of his defense saying, I need a stop. And the Patriots couldn't do it twice. And the Bucks couldn't do it either. They did it enough. You can't win them all. Seven out of 10 is 70%. That's amazing. That is, is. That is amazing. He's got seven. When he holds up those pictures of his hands with all them rings, like <laughs> I can't even believe it. I look at it. I'm like, how is that possible? That's one guy. Got all yeah. them different rings over a, such a long amount of time. Mm. Like it wasn't like they were, you know, seven and eight years. I mean, this was seven, ten Super Bowls. Come on, it's crazy. It's a remarkable run. It's a remarkable career that we won't see anytime soon. And what he does next, I don't know. But I think if you're a Bucks fan, you just got to kind of go, okay, we had our run. That was two years. That was fun. Now you, you go back to reality of like, uh-oh, what do we do in the division? If I'm Arians, I'm retiring. If I'm Gronk, I'm retiring. 
if I'm a free agent, I'm not signing with them. I'm going somewhere else and I'm going to keep that Brady, you know, the, the glow of Tom Brady right now, you're, you've been touched by Midas. So you can go and play somewhere else and get more money than you probably should have go get. So go, go capitalize and cash in. And then if you're the saints, I don't know what you do with your quarterback situation. You're a mess there. Jameis could go back to Tampa. That would make a lot of sense. But if you're Aaron Rodgers and you look at the South being a mess, you look at your division being very winnable. Okay. Yeah. Vikings, Vikings need a coach. Lions are still the Lions. Bears just hired a new coach. Okay. And they've got questions all over the place. And then you look at the NFC West, and I get it, toughest division in football. And the Rams are in the Super Bowl this year, and the you know Cardinals are going to be very good. And you got to be concerned about that division. That's a very difficult division to win with the Niners and whatnot. But don't you stay in the NFC for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, sounds appealing to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you can keep the team together one more year, um, I'm not in a hurry to go. You're Maybe it's favorite. not Green Bay, though. Maybe it's not Green Bay. Maybe you go somewhere else in the NFC. We just talked about the whole South needs a quarterback. What about Rodgers going to Tampa? He ain't following Tom Brady. There's okay. No All right. I don't think. But it, could anybody, if anyone's going to do it, couldn't it be Rodgers? He could handle the pressure of doing that. Oh, he could do it. Oh, you, you would need a guy to follow the guy. That's the guy. Um, but I don't know if, if he wants that. Um, the Saints is interesting. Yes, it is. I would agree. Saints. Um, wow. Because Denver is a place we think Rodgers is going to wind up going, right? Because the OC that got hired as the head if coach he of the, uh, Denver. If he leaves. So, but if he was going to leave, go play somewhere else and go play. Denver makes the most sense. But if you go through the quarterbacks that are in the AFC right now, why would you want to go into that firing range of a division of a conference? You're going into a division with Patrick Mahomes, with Justin Herbert, with Josh McDaniels now coaching Derek Carr which means those six games are not layups. All of them are wars. Then you're going into the rest of the conference with Belichick, with the Patriots, Josh Allen with the Bills. You've got just teams and now the Bengals in the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow. Like the AFC is loaded up with young, talented quarterbacks with teams. These guys are all on rookie deals. Most of them are on workable deals, you know, deals that aren't killing teams in the future. Mahomes is one of them that will be a problem later, but for the most part, it's two, three years before the bill is going to be due for these teams. They're going to go after it right now. Colts as well. I I don't know. It, It seems to me, if I'm looking at my easiest path to my second championship, I'm either staying in green Bay or I'm staying in the NFC. Very well stated case. I, I I agree with you. I mean, but can Green Bay prevent that from happening? Like, can he? They, and why why he has would to be he traded go to the NFC? Yeah, he has to be traded. They're going right. to trade him to an AFC team. Probably gonna, yes. I mean, why in the world would you let him go to Tampa? Why nah. would you if, if you if you can prevent that? Unless you get like three first round picks. Like if you get, you know. Uh, what Deshaun Watson, what the Texans were asking for Deshaun Watson, two first round picks and two defensive starters. I mean, that's a pretty good package for Rogers. It is. You have to weigh though, the, the, the backlash, like with the fan base and everything else. And like, you know, are you sacrificing 
your window. I mean, are you, are you going, okay, we're not going to win right now. We're going to do it all over again. We had the guy we could win. You know, we, we had the best record again. We could do it again. <laughs> Home field again. <laughs> I, you know, just one seat again. Right. And, and, but you have a much, I mean, you still have to beat this NFC West is so hard. And what if Russell Wilson is one of those guys? Or what if, what if Jimmy G, what if he goes to one of these places? Okay. Where is Jimmy G going? The logical offshore odds right now have Jimmy Garoppolo going to your Pittsburgh Steelers as the odds on favorite. You want Jimmy G? And I told, did I tell you what happened Sunday? We're watching a game out of nowhere. Mrs. Kinsig, Jessica goes, wait, Jimmy G's done with San Francisco. And I said, yeah, she goes, wow. He'd look good in Pittsburgh. Wouldn't he? He looks good everywhere. And I'm like, are you what? Seriously, right now you're going to talk about this right now. I mean, he is the best looking quarterback in the game, but Ooh, some people Pittsburgh, think Joe Burrow is. Oh, interesting. All right, Joe B is Joe B's close, but he, he's cooler. But Jimmy G got that. I mean, he's a G-Q, model look. Everything yep. he does. Um, I Except think he win. would work in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think he would work in Pittsburgh. Um, is he too cute for Pittsburgh? Too pretty? Oh, he better win. Oh. <laughs> They'll have fun with him if he don't win, you know, and he starts turning that ball over. They're going to light him up. You know, you, you but Tomlin be- might, I mean, Mike Tomlin could correct some of that stuff, right? I mean, Tomlin always preaches ball security and tries to keep his offenses from being too, you know, too out, out on a ledge, run the ball, they, play defense. They got Najee now. They got mm-hmm. the big back. So we can tell them we're going to run the ball. We're going to hand it off for the majority of the time. We're going to do a lot of these play action. He's, I don't know. They got to change the play calling, all these bubble screens and stuff. They don't really advance the ball down the field. I think if they can get a quarterback that it can take care of the football and go down the field a little bit, mm. they'll be fine. I mean, I'd love Rogers to finish his career in Pittsburgh one year, two years. I'll sign for it right mm. now. I think that would be amazing, but only because I know he'll win there. Like I know he'll turn that. I mean, cause this, this looking bleak. I mean, it's, 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 the Mason Rudolph, you know, Dwayne Haskins era could be a bad bridge year. I mean, it could be bad. So I'll take any Patriots one of them. did it with Cam. I, I, I think I think at some point teams, and, and this is where, I mean, when we go back and write the book of Belichick and what he's done, I think the the one of the more incredible stories that's not been written nearly enough or talked about nearly enough is that the Belichick decision to tank in COVID was wild. Like he knew he had to have a bad season. And so he just did it when there you were think no he fans. Told all them defensive guys to opt out. Yes, I do. I do. I do think he told, yeah, I do think he told his players, you don't need to be here and it's okay. You don't have to play because I think he wanted, not that he wanted to be bad, but he was perfectly comfortable with going, okay, we're, we need a reset year. And now we, after after sucking, going seven and nine, and suffering through Cam Newton, and just not looking competitive, and Belichick not, he never was like at seven and nine. Everyone wanted him to be like fire and brimstone to go bang on a table and do a Dan Campbell, I'm gonna bite your kneecap type thing. And he's done that before when he's been really mad about losing, and he didn't like losing, but he basically made the bed. He he was comfortable and okay with it because he was the GM, so he was like, okay, I got salary cap hell. So let's do it when nobody can watch us. 
and let's reset everything. And then I'm going to go and be, you know, daddy Warbucks and spend like crazy. And then they're right back in the playoffs the next year. And they've got their quarterback fixed and we'll see when Bill O'Brien gets hired. Josh McDaniels got announced yesterday here in Vegas, coach of the Raiders. And I'm assuming the Bill O'Brien news is going to follow at some point in the next week or two that he'll be the new OC for the Patriots. They're all coming back. They always do. <laughs> they always do. They're all coming back. And he's going to run the same offense that Mac ran at Alabama. And we'll see what wide receivers they're going to draft. I will be stunned if there's not a Bama wideout on the Patriot roster next year. Stunned. Man. And again, the defense are circling around with the defense are building that. They built that up pretty good. Well, Judon year. was great. I mean, that's why I said it to you, you know, I don't know, like months ago, I said the Patriots whole plan was not 2022. Yeah, it was 2023. No doubt. That's why they pay, they signed everybody to two year deals. It's annoying. You're so right. they're going after it next year is what their plan was yeah. like, get a year under Mac, get them comfortable, get them ready to go. Okay. Now we're going like now our expectations are ratcheted up and they are ahead of schedule because they won a wild card spot. They won 10 games. They got in. Mac was in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year. And now it's a chance for them, them to go at it. But I mean, for Garoppolo, I, I'll be curious where he wants to play because I mean, you know, the chip on his shoulder is going to be pretty large. This is now a bad throw in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs that everybody blames him for. And his last throw in a Niner uniform turns into the game clinching pick. Like it's going to be like the butt fumble for Sanchez. They're going to I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Over and over and over again, that horrible, whatever flip that was trying to do too yeah. much, right. trying to, and uh, I, I mean, Niner fans, I was watching a, he ain't a film going back to New England. I mean, he went, oh, he God, no, but Jimmy? like, no, yeah, just to even be the back. backup. No, he's a starting quarterback in the league. Is Garoppolo is a start. Yes, Garoppolo is a starting quarterback in the league. I mean, Jared Goff's a quarterback, a starting a starter in this league. Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback. Given the number of teams that need starting quarterbacks, you could go to Tampa. You go follow Tom and go play for Tampa. I mean, go play for New Orleans. I mean, there, there, there are numerous teams that are quarterback starved that Jimmy Garoppolo could walk into and start. Belichick's his biggest fan, man. He is. That's true. But I would be stunned if Garoppolo would go there to sit behind a guy who's got a ten-year career in New England coming. Like, why would you do that? He's not going to see the field. So compete for the job. Compete. Patriots took Mac Jones. Yeah. You know, sit on that sideline with just a hat on and a clipboard. Oh, that's really no way. Mike just said Brady just recognized Patriot fans in a social media post. Did somebody really force Tom Brady to do that? Are you flipping kidding me? We're crazy. That really is stupid. I have to see this on Twitter. Did somebody actually just make Tom Brady go back and say, you didn't mention Patriot fans. You should go back there. Their feelings are hurt. This is what pisses me off about Brady. Okay. This is Brady, the marketer. This is Brady, the businessman and going, "Uh Oh, I can't, I can't have. Yeah. He just, Okay, so here it is. Thank you, Patriots Nation. I'm beyond grateful. Love you all. Uh He retweeted the Robert Kraft comment that the Patriots put out about Tom Brady. Words cannot describe the feelings I have for Tom Brady, nor adequately express the gratitude my family, the New England Patriots, and our fans have for Tom for all he did during his career. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Just, God, that's bad. God, that's bad. You, you forced him to say something about Patriot fans because your feelings were hurt. 
Talk about being the jilted ex-girlfriend. Jeez. Well, I mean, this is, this is, I'm not surprised. You know, he's trying to keep everything calm. He's just trying to get out, get everybody okay. Leave me alone. I don't want anybody coming at me. Why did he just do a, do a, a video like Ben? Like it would have been so simple. Like your words can be twisted and people will look to dissect your words just do a video clip, a, a montage of some of your favorite moments, and it's going to have the vast majority of the Patriots plays in it. And, and you're in a right. Patriot uniform for 20 years, and then Why and no one has – Should have called you. That's a good I don't idea. Know. He's got a production company. He's got the whole – who thinks doing Men in the Arena? I mean, that's Brady. Men in the Arena is Brady's production company, not should ESPN. Fair. Fair ESPN just bought it. <laughs> Matt can do it for him. Yeah, we could have had Farrah do it. Man, this is great. I can't believe all this is happening. New England's cycling, circling wagons. And I get to do a show, and it's called Bostonian versus the book, and I got a Patriots fan. And now they're going to come back. They're going to be great. The Steelers are going to be 6-11, and 11, and I'm going to be sitting here going, yeah, I'll book the Patriots game again. Yeah, I'll book the Patriots game again. They're going to go – I mean, geez, they might go 11-4. and Five, 11 and six now 17 games i can't even i gotta see up. what's the what's the cross okay i forget who they're playing in the cross it's easy though it's it's i think it's one of the easier to con- i think it might be the mc south no because they played the bucks last year um or two years ago oh i hope it's the west i think it's the well they played the nfc east this year they played the nfc because they played the cowboys right so who's the cross oh, it's, it's might the, be the north it might be the north North. yeah okay. which isn't horrible packers bears who both could be in rebuilds or Vikings. bears or Vikings are in rebuild lions are in rebuild. So yeah, maybe Great. 11 and five, 11 and six, rather. I got to get that right. 11 and six. It's, it's so crazy. 11 and six, 11 and five. So much sounds so much better than 11 and six, <laughs> 11 and six sounds like an average, like eh, season, like 12 and five. You're like, Oh, okay. That's a really good year. <laughs> but 11, 11 and six. Sounds like a crap year. Like, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Or 11 and five. You're like, oh, all right. That's, that's a good season. <laughs> five losses is always, yeah, you're right. The five has a different uh, like sound to it in there. your head. It hits Just because that was always the, like, you always thought 13 and four was like a really good season. Well, 13 and five, it's like, yeah, it's a good season, but it's, eh, it's all right. You lost five games, but you're playing 17. Or I guess it was, could be 12 and five, I guess, right? Yeah, 12 and five or 13 12 and four. And five now. Yeah. 13 12. and three was always that like Patriots would go 13 and three and have the one seed. Boy, one of the crazier stats about Brady, though, just what's crazy is that Tom Brady only missed. He played every game except the eight or the, the, the 15 games he missed due to the knee injury. And the four games Who he was missed. Who the backup quarterback that came in? Who was that guy? I can't remember his name. When he got hurt, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. That's right. Patriots, Patriots almost, they, they should have gone to the playoffs. They went nine and seven and they tied yeah. with the Dolphins and they yeah. didn't win the division. Jets won right. the division that year. Patriots had a wild card, but lost out due to a tie break. So that was the whole knock of like, you didn't go to the play, get in the playoffs without Brady. Well, yeah, they could have, but he went nine and seven with Matt Castle. That's a hell of a coaching job that year. Hell yeah, it was. And he didn't win coach of the year. Uh, but then you've got um, four games for suspension, 15 games for the knee injury. And that's the only time Brady missed games in his 22 career year career. That's tremendous. That's ridiculous. In today's NFL, that's rules aside. Okay, rules aside. Well, he Tom used Brady to get hit. I mean, he used but to still, get hit. Yeah, in 01, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, up until the knee injury, up until the Bernard Pollard diving at the knee and 
busting his ACL. They eliminated that. They made it the Brady rule. You can't dive low on quarterbacks. Other than that, Tom Brady did not have a single serious injury in his career that kept him out of the game. Concussions, you know, elbow problems, foot problems. That's one of the more crazier things about the Brady career is that Tom Brady was able to play nearly every game he was eligible to play play for except for one. At the level, too, that he played it at. He showed up every week for work. He practiced. You didn't hear about him. You know, as it got later, maybe he didn't practice on Wednesdays or whatever. Right. He was always questionable, right? He was always questionable. Brady's questionable. I mean, the thing that I take away from is is all the players that played with him. Say he was the best teammate ever. And he was the best player ever. But to me... When they when I hear that, I mean I've heard them stories like somebody come to the team and they're like he's like hey I'm Tom Brady nice to meet you and the guy's like I know, what are you talking about man and he was dead he was he was as genuine as could be in a locker room with a lot of these guys I mean I love that about the team football is such a mm. team sport and the best player the quarterback the leader of the team is one of the dudes. You see the celebrations with the linemen. That's why he could go at them when they did something wrong. You could see him on the sideline with the defensive guys going, let's go. I need you to make a stop. Get me that ball back. I'm going to take us down and score and win. And everybody believed what he said. There's certain guys in sports and in life, they're leaders, and he was it. And he maintained that, you know, he is what he is. Is, is You know, people feel certain ways, and sometimes he's polarizing. But I – I respect the guys that play with him and every one of them almost to a T says he was a hell of a teammate. That, that's that. And that, that play in every game, except in hmm. suspensions, that's impressive as hell. Uh, Ken Dorsey is going to be named the offensive coordinator for the bills. That's Ooh. an interesting name, former quarterback in the NFL who wasn't that great, but maybe a good coach. So bills fans, you have your new offensive coordinator replacing Brian dabble. Uh, Tom Brady in his last two years, ESPN stats and info reported this this morning. Tom Brady threw for 40, 40 touchdown passes in consecutive years for only for only uh, for the first time in his career. He led the NFL with nine thousand nine hundred forty nine passing yards in his last two seasons and had a career high five thousand three hundred and sixteen passing yards in twenty twenty one. They played 17 games, obviously, so had an extra game there, but he still had a career high for yardage. During the year, he walked. How strong he, he went out. He went out knowing it's kind of like I would kind of equate it to like a, a UFC puncher or a UFC fight or a boxing fight where like the guy's already out. You could throw that one more punch if you wanted to, but you just hold it. You're like, yeah, I, I could, I could hit you, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold it. I'm I don't, I don't, I'm good. I won. Yeah. I beat, I, I beat your butt. You know, I beat your butt. If I wanted to keep going, I could, but I don't need to. I, and that, and that's how Brady's walking away. If I wanted to keep going, he got to win the MVP, don't he? I think the only reason why he's going to win it is because of the stupidity that people are going to vote against Rodgers for. And I don't like what Rodgers is saying. I'm not saying that I condone anything Rodgers has said. They already vote. They already voted, right? Yeah, but that was during – I mean, with I think people would vote against Rodgers because of the Rogans – because of the Pat McAfee stuff. I think that yeah. that would – people would – I mean, we already heard one writer talk about it publicly, saying, I'm not voting for Rodgers which I think is stupid. I think it's about a on the field award. I, are you the most valuable player? Not the most intelligent speaker or 
quasi quack scientist or whatever you want to get into with what, what Rogers believes in. Even his girlfriend says publicly that she doesn't talk to him about it because they fight over it. So like, I mean, I, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks about COVID or vaccines. I just look at Aaron Rodgers on the field and who is the most valuable player. You take Rodgers off that team and the Packers are not the one seed. They didn't do anything with it, but they're not a one seed. So like I, Brady wins it by default because people won't vote for Rodgers if he wins it, but it should be Aaron Rodgers. If you take Brady off the Bucks, that'll make the playoffs. I don't know. With the same roster? Blaine Gabbert? With the same roster. They don't make the playoffs, man. Ooh, that's a good question. I, uh, who is more valuable to the team, Rodgers or Brady? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great argument. You're really Because you're right on both fronts. Take that quarterback off. But you've got, when healthy, two very good running backs, three very good wide receivers, a very good offensive line, a dominant defensive line, a good linebacking core, and a pretty decent secondary. I like the Bucks roster more than the, you take Tom off of the Bucks and Rodgers off of the Packers, and I'll take the Bucks roster over the Packers roster. It's close. Defense, yeah, it is. Defense gives you the nod for the Bucks. I would agree. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you got some. I mean, offensively, the Packers, they got a couple pieces. I mean, you know, between mm-hmm. Jones and Adams and mm-hmm. those guys, they're pretty good. Who has better running backs when healthy? I mean, Jones and Dylan is, is pretty damn good. Like, I I like that combo for, for Green Bay. Over, for, over Fournette and Rojo? I do only because I, I love Dylan. I mean, he can – him getting hurt in that game was, was killer. I look back yep. at that. Him getting hurt against the Niners and unable to get those crank out first downs and that cold and wear mm. them down – that's really what cost. I mean, he's a smash mouth in that cold. He's a smash mouth Ooh. running back, man. He's a tough dude to take down. <laughs> I would not want to see AJ Dillon running at me in, you know, five degree temperatures. Nope. But yeah, that was a big, that was a big loss. All right. So we're seeing the, the move, Dave, early. You had mentioned yesterday, nobody is betting, taking a position. They're just putting up shop or putting a flag down. So what do you make of this? The books are going not just to four and a half, books are going to five. How high is this thing going? Um, well, I, I was texting with the guys at the Westgate this morning about some other things and about the props and all that stuff mm-hmm. coming out actually Thursday at seven. Patrick will be there. I'll be down there myself. A lot of people coming to town just to bet the props. It's crazy. 7 a.m.? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Okay. 7 p.m. You're going yeah. to Westgate. So, uh, maybe I'll come. When was that? Wednesday night? Thursday, Thursday night? Yeah. I may join you guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll be down there. It'll be fun. Um, well, yeah. Um, it ain't getting a six. There ain't no way. No, 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 no. no. You I thought think. four and a half was the ceiling yesterday, though, right? We're we're going to five already. Well, no, it's five Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to start to establish where the Cincinnati money's coming. You got to kind of give. Um, it's almost like poker, right? We need to go to five to see are they coming yet? Are they coming yet? Like, yeah. This is just so many games. Think back to the regular season, like when when Tampa went to New England, and you saw that push, and you saw that push, and then as soon as it hit, what was it, six and a half? Like we were like, is it going to go to seven? And I was like, I don't think so. I think six and a half. Boom, was done. Books either moved it back to six or just stayed at six and a half. And everybody was like, 
well, if all the money is on Tampa, why the book sitting there? Well, that's that's the flagpole. That's the position. We're going to sit right there. We know we can go get that bet anytime we want. They told us. They haven't told us yet. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'll be surprised, but, but it might go to five and a half. I think it'll go to five and it'll be like, you know, because we've been sitting in a room just going, Where, when are they coming? When are they coming? They're not coming yet. But you got to find that number now before all that money comes next week. This is the first week with the two weeks up with this. You got to find the number faster. So you got to keep kind of moving it. Once it gets to that number, it won't move. But everybody's focused on these props. I mean, I was that's what I was texting those guys with. I'm like, how's it going? And I'm like, you know how it's going. It's busy. I was like, all right, I got it. You know, so the number's interesting, man. I What about the total? Down? Yeah. It's dropping. It's 48 and a half in a lot of places. I thought I like 49 it. might be. Uh, 48. The question for that is, is it, is it could go to 47 before anybody starts to bet the over. But you know it's going to go back up because people come to town here. What does the Pro Bowl do? Anything? Nothing? It's gotten so bad. It used to be. Um, no, I mean, people are coming to Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go to the game for a hundred bucks if you want. I mean, it's not like the ticket's a hard ticket, but people are coming to the game. So I'm just wondering if people who are coming in, you get a lot of big money people, coaches, players, who could drop a significant amount of money. Oh. Fans. I don't know. Do they, they don't bet on the Pro Bowl. I know that. We no, 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 no. I mean, just people coming into town here in Vegas. I just wonder if we're going to see any anybody come in because it feels like this is all one way action at the moment. Like it it's is Rams, 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 Rams. Everyone is on the Rams and I love it. I absolutely love it because I'm telling you if I, if I am being forced to pick the next Tom Brady like quarterback, it's Joe Burrow. Oh no. We're going to start this now that this guy's retired. Is we going to be like, is he the next Tom Brady? Everyone's going to be that, but I'm just saying who has the it. Who oh, has Joe B? Who's Joe got? B. Who's got the? Give me the football. Go sit down. I'm gonna go in the game. <laughs> it's Joe Burrow. It's okay. It. It's not even Mahomes. Okay. It's not even Mahomes. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a different level. It's a different level of confidence than what this guy has. We talked about this. Joe Burrow has now played in ten must-win games in the last three seasons. He's 10 and 0. I believe he's now up to 45 touchdowns and two picks. He's won them all. Won every game at LSU. Quarter. Won the won the two games he had, or won won uh four games, four must-wins at LSU, won two games this year in the regular season that were must-wins, and three wins now here in the postseason. This dude hasn't lost. A must-win game in three years. I think he won a high school states championship in Ohio too. By the way, he oh, did, but he lost games when he was well. Ohio State, you know, Brady's line up to last night was pretty funny about the best thing Joe Burrow ever did was to get the hell out of that awful place. Talking about Ohio State, <laughs> <laughs> Michigan, to, Michigan guy to the core. Um, but yeah, that was his. That was his line. It's um, oh, beautiful last night on his podcast. But like that, that's a beautiful. I, I was. It was great, but. I just think, man, I think people are just 
I saw someone yesterday say it's the easiest Super Bowl bet in the last 20 years to bet to bet the Rams. I was like, okay, this this is looking Rams can cover. I mean, but this sounds like 2001 all over again. Don't we see the core? Don't we see the correlation? Don't we see the same thing? Everyone's on one side. It's the Rams in the Super Bowl. It was against Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got no shot. Can't happen. What happens? Patriots win outright. Joe Burrow got no shot. Okay. It's the same team. It's the same narrative. It's the same betting. Only difference. The line was what? 13 for that game for the Rams? 14. 14. Okay. The only difference is that the line was bigger than, and people were more overselling the Rams than they are right now. Rams minus 14 total was 53. Okay. 2017 dog and under dog in the under aye, aye, aye. it's I'm not saying history is repeating itself. It just sure like as saying hell, that. it Sound sure like as hell feels it. like it's history going to repeat itself. Okay. It's getting real, real close Man. to looking like 2001 all over again. I hope the Celtics don't make the playoffs. This is going to be tough. This is we're going to be talking about everything is circling back to these Patriots and all this other crap. I, but I'm on the Burrow wagon. I'm not on the, this is not nothing to do with Brady. This is Cincinnati. You said he's the next Tom Brady. No, I say is like, like I didn't Patriots. say that. I say you next Tom Brady like. You don't see the, the 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 parallels to this though. You're making it sound actually like there is a parallel. <laughs> there is a parallel. There's a hundred percent a parallel between Burrow and who? I mean, I'm stealing You're this. Forgetting line. one thing. What? Zach Taylor's the coach. You guy, you don't even like him. And, and, no, and but Bill I love Jeff this DC. I I think the DC for for Cincy is really good. I think the defensive coaching staff is phenomenal. Wow. Phenomenal. And I'm going to give Zach Taylor props. He got the team to the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, that's, right. he's set just like Sean McVay. He's set. By the way, isn't it funny? These two teams are going to run the same offense against each other. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They run the same offense. <laughs> McVay, this is, I mean, his disciple. They, he runs the same <laughs> offense that McVay had in LA. Run the same offense. So like, that's that's an interesting piece. I, I I heard somebody breaking that down saying I like McVay to know more about what the Bengals are going to do than I do what the Bengals to know what McVay is going to do because McVay has seen their plays. He is the one that designed their plays. It's like okay, doesn't mean that defense can stop it <laughs> if it's really good. He can be like, oh yeah, I know that play. I did that. Oh okay, yeah, we don't have a Jamar Chase, but okay, sure, we've had a Cooper Cup, but I'll be very. There's that so dynamic like is under to you when they both know the place. Sounds like under to me. I always lean towards the under in the Super Bowl in modern times because I watched so many high scoring blowouts growing up that like the only thing that always I, I get scared of are the penalties. But we talked about it earlier last week about the crew being selected for the Super Bowl through the third fewest flags on the year. So if we're not dealing with pass interference and these DBs can grab and hold and move like we saw in the game for which I guess both games, both games had tons of PI and nobody was calling anything in the championship games. If the Super Bowl gets refereed the same way. Yeah, I absolutely look at the under both games went under for that reason. So just went down the last 10, six and four to the over. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, there was a stretch that it went under four in a row. 2004 to oh. 2005 to 2008 Patriots 
Yeah, twice. that's Belichick Patriots. Under, that's the under, 2007 Super Bowl. Giants. Steelers under. Colts under. Patriots lost to the Giants under. What unders mm-hmm. back then? Oy. And now the offenses are ruled because of the pass interference calls that were made and the defensive holding calls that get made, hitting the quarterback and everything else. But if you have a crew, I mean, there were game, there were calls on Sunday that I actually was stunned, like late hits that should have been called. Oh yeah, hits hits to the quarterback that should hits to the head to the quarterback that should have been called. Taunting penalties that should have been called. Pass interference penalties that should have been called. Defensive holding penalties that should have been called. On any other Sunday in the NFL, the the flags would have been flying easy. But in those two games, it was like, oh, well, I didn't see anything there. Okay, play on, boys. Let them play. So if that's the Super Bowl. One favors the Rams. I do think it favors the Rams. Two under. So they're betting it so far. When did they announce the crew? I'm gonna have to be all uh, over that. Last week. Last week they announced who's got who got it before the games, before the uh the two NFC AFC championship games. Oh, they, they did? Said, yeah. Okay. They said who was gonna be because it's like the award, it's like the pecking order, like Super yeah. Bowl is the number one NFC AFC championships to, to the two A and two B, so they award them. They announce them all at once, so everyone knows nice who they who they're going to wind up. Um, who's going to do that? So okay, so we'll watch that. Obviously, line movement being significant. So last night, Steph Curry goes for twenty one points in the fourth quarter, hits seven threes. Your hat is San Antonio. You're wearing the Spurs hat today for the show. What to do tonight with Steph on a back to back? What's his number? Four and a half. Yeah, let's see what the latest number is before we get into. I think this. the Spurs are live to win the game. It's uh, a really. It's two and a half. The number yeah, Warriors yeah. are a slight favorite. Yeah. Player threes tonight for Steph Curry. His number is four and a half plus one hundred four at Fanduel to the over minus one thirty two to the under. Hit seven last night. Oh man, is he back? Was that just a little hiatus? Is he going to just now nail five or more every game? Can he do it back to back? I would say no. If you wanted, you know, if you were to bet it over, I would book it. If you were to bet it under, I would bet it with you. I think it numbers three or four tonight. Um, but the totals only two twenty three. I, I mean, the Spurs been playing some games over two. Like I, uh, this could be that. Shootout game under, under. Stop thinking about it. why you think over. I it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough. We knew the game was coming, like the seven game. We knew it was coming. It came against a bad Houston team. They were 10 point favorites. They went easy and cover. Um, it just he looked. He like looked Steph. like he was moving better yesterday. Yes, like I would agree. I saw a little of the game, and then I watched mm-hmm. the highlights, and I was like, "Ooh, that looked like Steph is back." Like whatever. Fun. But is that Houston or is that Steph? What well, I was right? Houston. I mean, he had some really open looks. Yeah, did Houston just not be able to guard him and not be able yeah. to cover him, and then that's why? Right. Or is Steph just feeling better, or was it one night? And does the knee get bulky tonight? Did he get to be? It felt good last night, and then tonight it doesn't feel good. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why uh, I can't bet it because it's a it's a back to back, and I have no idea. Did Clay play yesterday? Oh, uh, did Clay play yesterday? I think so. So he's not playing tonight, then. 
because he's not playing in the back. Well, he wasn't last week. I don't know. Maybe. I think that's why they're only two and a half point favorites, though. Yeah. Clay's not playing. Draymond's still out. I mean. Yeah. That's why that's why it's yeah. only two and a half and not, not a higher spread because Clay's yeah. out. Yeah. But again, I mean, we keep seeing it in the NBA. And B didn't play yesterday against Memphis. And that was just an incredible basketball game. How about that hook? How about that win? Wow. How about that CLV for me? Everybody else got torched except I won at plus three and a half. How about that in overtime on top of that with the Sixers? I thought you were toast. When it went to overtime, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. This is going to fall four or more. Like, I just, I thought it's done. I got and then th- I mean, so he got a technical. Did you see it? Doc Rivers got a technical to end the game. To so they shoot a technical before OT starts. I've never seen that in my life. I don't believe so bad. I mean, the whole thing was just so bad. So I, I ended up getting. So you, if you bet three, plus three, plus two and a half, plus two, plus one and a half, plus one, even minus one, two, and three, you all lost. Yeah, on that game. Yeah. Yeah, you all lost. We didn't have a good. That's insane to me. Yeah, that's that's just like, holy crap! Closing line value, but my hook, I got there because I bet it early. Right, I got it there. Yeah, Brooklyn in the game of the night, on the road at the red hot Phoenix Suns, who did not cover their last game, but have been winning and winning and winning and winning. Yep. What do you make of this game tonight? Late night in the desert. Brooklyn with Kyrie only catching five and a half to the red hot Phoenix Suns. Open seven. It's coming down. Makes me think somebody might not be playing again for Phoenix, but or on the road, look what they did in their last game. Look what Brooklyn did when they were catching what five, six points in their last game yep. against the Warriors. Yep. And they covered. They nearly won the game. Right. I mean, I this is this is just again, Brooklyn as a dog this year has been money. Really good. They are phenomenal as a dog, as a favorite, yep. not that great, yeah. but mostly their favorites at home and they haven't covered on the road. They've been dynamic. Yeah. I think the book set the number a little high knowing they had to get the, the, the Nets money first. Okay. Knowing but the I Phoenix also, Suns public money's coming in later. Well, maybe, um, you know, with this NBA, you kind of got to book a little more offensively with the news, uh-huh. this and that, because I mean, if Harden don't play, you you know, Kyrie's playing. I don't know if Harden's playing. I think he's playing, but if he's not, at least we, let us get that money now and we'll move it down. Surprising to me that nobody's really, you know, stopped it. Like it's five and a half across the board now. Like I think it's going to come right back up. I think five and a half. He ain't getting the five. Like it might get to five very fast, but we get under two two possessions, six points mm-hmm. with Phoenix, ten game winning streak. Yes, they didn't cover the last game, but all they do is win, especially at home. Too. I mean, they're good home road. It don't matter. They're good on the Sun if they were playing on the Sun. Suns are going to be up for this game. Like this is this is TNT game. It's their one shot with Brooklyn at Phoenix. I mean. It's going to be electric in there, and and those guys know that this is a could be a preview of right. the NBA Finals. We're going to right. hear it marketed that way. It's a game of the night. Um, I like Phoenix again. We're just keep. I've been trying to hit them in game. 
That's what I've been doing. Because like that last game, the number was too high. What were they? Ten point favorites, nine and a half right. point favorites, or something. Nine and a half, close yeah. to ten. Yep. I got it at four and a half when I jumped in there. Like I just keep an eye on the game and keep an eye on the score. When it's less than, you know, six, even if it's if you find it less than four, it's really good. But are the pros betting money line Brooklyn against um, the I, I, against the streak? They've won ten in a row. Maybe somebody took it. I know they're grabbing the points. They grabbed the points immediately. I mean, that that seven disappeared. That overnight number was was high, and they, mm-hmm. first thing oh, it's, back, it's six at Fanduel. It's going back up. Yeah, back that's. Up. I mean, like you makes, said, it's going back yeah, up. That makes perfect sense. I mean, plus two ten on the money line now for the Nets. Oh boy, they were right there to beat the Warriors on Saturday. They were, and Harden didn't play. Did they do that again? If Harden plays, yeah, they need him. They have to have Harden playing. But if Harden does plays, he play? does he play? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's why I'm not betting the game at the moment. If Harden's in this game, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you, you can go near it until you find out whether or not Harden's playing or not. And yeah, he's day to day. It's it's not. We don't know yet. But Crowder is out for and uh, and Aiton is still out uh, mm. for the Suns, but. If Harden plays, I don't know how you don't get. I mean, I'd money line this. Take the plus two ten on the right. Nets, right? I mean, they're gonna and then take the points, but take the money line too because I I think you get plus six, get plus seven. I mean, you if you get back to six and a half, if it goes back up to six and a half. I get over two possessions, right? For Brooklyn on the road, That's... who has been tremendous on the road against the spread. Yeah, seems like a gift. Jay Dalbets just put in the chat. He liked my hat. I'm just trying to make sure he sees it there. It's a pink bill, blue underbottom, Spurs live tonight. Let me give you, I just want to give you the the, the numbers because it's it's the official numbers on the, the, the Nets on the road. The next the Nets uh are 14 and 10 on the road against the spread. Phoenix is 12 and 14 at home against the spread. Losing record at home for Phoenix, winning record on the road, but the Nets are five nineteen and one at home against the spread. That's, that's awful. Is that the worst in the NBA? That's the Believe worst is, record yeah. at home in the NBA for home against the number. Yeah, yeah. they stink covering because the, they're always favored. It's but when, well, and, when they're and dogs, inflated numbers, like that's why that's Phoenix too, has yeah. a losing record. I mean, you're always laying more than six what points. You should be always what should be what you should be laying. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's kind of it's crazy it's just kind of like okay so you're gonna give me seven you give me eight give me nine you know at home and how in the world are we not jumping in <laughs> you know here right uh with 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 the with that and, and taking the you know taking the money line as well coming up on that uh one hockey game i want to roll to here tonight yep. and that is the panthers and the rangers so this is interesting the panthers last night scored eight goals yes, panthers again lead the nhl Five goals or more per game. Their offense is just stupid. Mm-hmm. The Rangers are the total opposite. Rangers do not score. Yep. They play defense. Yep. Good goaltending. They don't score. Total is six and a half tonight. Talking about one of the worst teams in first period unders. I think they still are the worst team in first period unders in the NHL. Worst six being what? They, they, they don't score in the first period? Or the games go under, under one under one and a half goals in the first period. Both teams combined. What do you make a six and a half? This seems really high for a Ranger game. Florida played 
New Jersey yesterday. No, Florida yes. played. They scored eight goals last uh, night. Columbus. Columbus scored yeah. eight goals. Eight Florida to four. Columbus. Final. Total was one and a half, minus one ninety over. They had three goals, three goals in the first like four and a half minutes. It was two uh-huh. one immediately. Um, I feel better about the first period over than I do the game over. I said uh, that that total, on a, I said on a different show, that total should have been seven. Columbus has given up goals at a record pace. They're giving, you got 62 shots on goal to Calgary last week. <laughs> I mean, in a game, it didn't even go. I mean, it's not even an overtime, multiple overtime. Like, that's what you hear when the games go three overtimes in a playoff, 62 shots, 62 shots in three periods. I mean, a goalie should sue them for lack of support. That was that was terrible. That was <laughs> yeah. bad. But um, I think I would. Uh, I think I would bet over. I think I would wow. bet over. Florida's game is just that's the way they play. Now the Rangers, I think, are going to skate with them rather than try to bottle them up. I think the final of this game is four three, maybe five two. Yeah. So the Rangers in the first period are 17, four and 46 to the over, but they're six and four over the last 10, but on the season over going just 36.9% of the time to the over right for goals in the first 10 minutes, Rangers are 22 and 46, but five and five over the last 10, 60 games. What are you talking? 22 and 46. Can't be. Uh, sorry, twenty-two yeses out of forty-six games. So twenty-two oh, and oh. sorry, twenty-two and twenty-four. Well, okay. So less than fifty percent of the time. Sorry, on that. So it's games played versus numbers of times. So the, for the Rangers, it's seventeen times out of forty-six games that it's gone over one and a half goals in the first period. But they're six and four over the last ten. Yeah. To that, so seventeen for the season. Last ten games, six of those seventeen have come in. So the Rangers haven't played as well defensively as they have played. But goals in the first ten minutes, twenty-two times out of forty-six, you get a goal in the first ten minutes. Five and five over the last ten. On the other side, you've got the Panthers, who are just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> they go over more than anybody else in the NHL right now that they score, 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 and keep on scoring. They don't stop, which is remarkable, but they also don't play a ton of defense either. So Florida is hitting first period overs at a 66% clip right now. That's only the, only the Columbus blue jackets and, and the Minnesota wild have a higher percentage, but 30 times number one in the NHL, 30 times out of 45 games, Florida's first period over has hit seven of the last 10 games. First period overs have hit for Florida. What's the price on that? Goal in the first 10 minutes. Uh, uh, I don't go in the first 10 minutes because I don't think Fandle, does Fandle do that? Yep. I always look at Fandle, Fandle numbers. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to look at the first period over for this game is uh, minus 154 for the over at Fandle. Okay. My, Minus one, uh, sorry, plus one sixteen on the under. That's not too expensive, given oh. the numbers of the Panthers. It's just it's the Rangers, it's right? The Rangers you have to worry about. Yes. Yeah, you, you need two goals out of the Panthers potentially, right? Two nothing. But the over for the Panthers on the puck line in the first period is plus one forty. So one nothing Panthers, you get plus money. Hmm. Isn't that a better way of betting it? The first period maybe, puck line? Maybe. Yeah. 
just have the be leading one nothing a plus 140 for that uh let's see and both teams to score where is the 10 minute goal in the first 10 minutes it's not in there on Fendel. They don't normally have fan. I, I always look at Fendel. They, they never put it up because in Vegas, they only put it up for Vegas games. They don't put it up for everybody. Yeah. You, you gotta like shop around. Oh yeah. DraftKings has it up for every game. They love it. DraftKings always puts up 10 minute goals. Yeah. What's it used to? First period result, Panthers plus 142, tie plus $2, Rangers plus 205. Why is the Rangers not higher than the tie? Like a lot higher. It should be. Ah, pricing models are just not right sometimes. Total goals, three and a half for the Panthers. Overs plus money. Overs plus 106, three and a half goals. Over three and a half goals for the game. That might be the best thing to bet. Florida totals over three and a half. You don't even have to worry about the game. I mean, aren't they scoring four? I think you would think, but they scored eight last night. They're on a back-to-back. Yeah, so the inclination is to bet under, but they're just playing a different. I mean, their third line scores, their fourth line <laughs> scores sometimes. Like they're not just a one or two line team. That's no. that's why they're scoring multiple goals, multiple opportunities, and their power plays excellent. Mm. Um, I, I think I still bet over. I still Good. bet over. The All Star Skills Competition will be here in Vegas. This is okay. the Western Conference jersey. Right here. Are you going to the fan fest? It starts tomorrow uh, in two days. Starts on Thursday. That's the plan. Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday for yeah. the, at the convention center for yes. the fan fest. Yes. Plan is Friday. We're in negotiations now in the house. See who Let me know go. when you guys go. I may take my father in law and meet you guys down. There. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a hockey yeah. guy? Oh yeah, loves the Bruins. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, he was that's, it's awesome. They got all the they got all the uh, trophies there and all that other stuff. Yeah. it's fun. The interactive stuff for the kids is amazing. It was last yeah. time. I mean, when I was twenty years old, I went in Pittsburgh. I, I I've never there. gone, so I, I, I'm. Oh, it's I'm, great. Yeah, so if you guys go, let me know because I, I think yeah. I'll grab Frank and we'll head on. We'll we'll we'll, we'll meet you guys down there um, for that. Did you see what they're doing with the Bellagio fountains? Nope. So they're putting six players on little islands of ice and they will be shooting at cards on the fountain. For real? You know how, yeah. You know how they knock off, you know how they do the yeah, shooting competition? The so they're going to target shooting. Thing. The targets are going to be cards on the Bellagio fountains and they're going to be on little islands in the fountains that they're going to be shooting. So Vegas. From. So Vegas. It's going to be. Do we like, do we like a Vegas themed <laughs> Skills competition, or do you want to just leave it as is? No, man, live it up, live it up. Like I, 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 I like people when they talk about like the Vegas introductions, the games here. Oh yeah, and how it's different. It's awesome, it's fabulous. I mean, but it's Vegas. If you're not ready for that, if you like the way they do it in Winnipeg, enjoy that. You won't like the Vegas one. You know, Boston too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was my, all my Boston fam, all the, my family that's come here to go to games. They all have the same reaction. Like it's too over the top. Just play the game. And we're like too over the top. Do you know where you are? Yeah, that's all we, that's all we do is go over the top. That's everything. our whole mantra. Everything every, is over the top. So every like, it's day is over the top. Yeah. So, so like, come on. It fits the theme and yeah. we're building a base of fans and like, you know, you have to build it every way you can. And that mm. includes the pregame and the over the top stuff. And then, 
you know, the couple of times that I've been to the games, I'm explaining what icing is next to the same person that was cheering at the, you know, the drum and the fortress and all this other stuff. Like, listen, you can't hit the puck from behind the red line all the way down. <laughs> oh, that's why the whistle stopped. Like they're booing. And I was like, it's, it's called icing. Like we'll work on that. Well, what's offsides? Oh, that's a whole nother discussion, you know? So, um, Yes, let's do it. We're here. What are we going to do? Do it like everybody else? No. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it like Vegas. I agree. All right. So our Bra- our boy Brad is struggling here. Just what came out, came oh. out three and oh, red hot for yeah. our giving props. Yeah. Prop pick of the day. Yeah. Oh, and four cents. Right. So he's coming back with your Spurs. Okay. He's going with Murray over seven and a half rebounds at minus 132. Mm. Brad believes this is a solid bet 29 and 16 to the over this year. Okay. He is 24 and and 24 and 21. Even when it's eight and a half, he thinks eight and a half is the right number, not seven and a half. So he thinks he has one full rebound of value here with Murray going over seven and a half rebounds at minus minus one thirty-two. I like this bet given who they're playing. Warriors tempo, more shots, more rebounding opportunities offensively and defensively for San Antonio. You know what we do though on the show? We bet the streaks, right? We book the streaks yep. too. So he's he's running bad. I'd say if I had to pick it, bet it or book it, I would book it. But it's gonna fall six, seven, or eight, right? Or it's good. I mean, he's double digits. There's no, I don't think there's any in between. He's not, he's not putting up three. Yeah. I don't think you got to worry about that. You're going to be really close to this number. This is, this is the numbers. Perfect. Seven and a half with juice over eight and a half with juice under. This is, this is the right number. Um, But if the Spurs win, he's very likely to get it. If you like the Spurs at all, he's probably, this is, this is probably a bet, but um, I'll just stick with, you know, my roots and say, I'll book it. I'll bet it. I like that bet. I, I'll, I'll, I'll trail that bet. I like that for, for today, given the opponent. I love the fact that they're playing the Warriors and rebounds opportunities. And the Warriors don't have a true, if Draymond was in the game, I would say no way. Different. But without Draymond, I think there's rebound opportunities there for Murray for the Spurs. And they're going to have to play defense and rebound if they want to be in the game. So yep. I, I, I like that. All right, time for better to book it. Let's, it. Let's start with the big one in college basketball. The Auburn Tigers are at home against the Alabama Crimson Tide. I was on Auburn in the last game against Oklahoma at home. They whipped them in the second half, won that game by 18 points. I bet against Alabama against Baylor and got my teeth kicked in in that game because Bama just didn't just cover. Bama won the game outright. Bama has been an up and down roller coaster ride of a basketball team. It comes down to three point shooting, but Auburn at home, the number has gone against me here on this number is going down. People like <laughs> Alabama. I don't Auburn is outstanding at home. They have a 10 and one record against the spread at home rival coming in. Auburn wins big We betting or booking Auburn against Alabama tonight. Booking it, taking the points. Mm-hmm. It's just, it feels like a, I mean, but Alabama is not, they're going to make this really hard, right? <laughs> they're either going to win or they're going to get blown out by 15. Like it feels like it's going to be, I, I'm rooting for the tight game, mm-hmm. but I just, okay. They beat Baylor. That was a big win. Yes. Well, they have Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky next three games for yeah. Alabama. This is the middle game. 
I feel like there's a letdown coming after winning against Baylor that's, outright. That's what I was going to say. Like, they feel like during a game, when you watch them, you go through these ups and downs. And, uh, like, they just go out to lunch and, and, and turn a ball over multiple times, take bad shots multiple times. And they, you know, in a tie game, they're down eight just like that. And it's all based on them kind of either being young or just not having that like calming basketball IQ to say, all right, listen, it's going, it's slow it down, whatever. They just keep going. They just, and if they start missing shots, boom, it goes away. I'll book it based on that. I think the momentum will continue, but is it, is it prone to what exactly what you said? Yes. This could be the sandwich middle letdown game with Kentucky on deck. This could be a little bit of a celebration for Auburn at home cover win by 10 points, but I'll, I'll take the seven and a half better hit those threes. Number is six now. So you can get a better number. You want to lay it. You can lay six. I laid seven and a half. So almost a full possession better, uh, but I bet it overnight. And I, I like Auburn a lot. One number that has gone in my favor is Iowa state up against Kansas. Yeah. Why is this number moving? Well, it's because Abaji is out for the game tonight due to, uh, due to COVID-19. He did not make the trip to Iowa State to Ames for Kansas. So 47% three-point shooter, arguably the best scorer in the country, not there for Kansas. I have plus four and a half. Number now is two and a half and closing, dropping, and very well could be two minus one and a half by the time the game tips off. Iowa State lost by one at Fog Allen. I don't love this because I would rather take the four and a half at KU being full strength. That was the handicap. So now we have some funky things that could happen and the game gets played differently, but betting or booking Iowa state plus four and a half at home tonight. I like this, uh, but I like you now. I know we got the best number. We're never getting this number again. Now we got Kansas's best player out and all this stuff. And we know we just know, cause we've been doing this way too long, seen it too many times. This is the game you're like, man, I got the best of it. Exactly what I needed. Right number. Best player out. Iowa State loses by 10. And you're aggravated. You just know. Well, I got lucky. I mean, I got lucky last night. So I'm wondering, about, am I going to keep my lucky streak going with a three yes. and a half? Because yes. Embiid was out. Yes. And Embiid left. And I got the best number. Yes. And having the best number cashed. So like, Kansas wins by four. And I got it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. I like that. This is the hardest conference in basketball right now, I think, Tough. for me to figure out. It's just there's so many. Just when you think you got a handle on something, you know, Oklahoma goes against wasted. Like, you know, mm. just when you think Kansas is is going to cover a big number, they, they struggle and win by one. Like, it's it's so tight and up and down. Give me the points. Home dog. We're taking it. Bet it. And this is both a head and a heart bet. I hate I'm UConn. Crazy with this team. I hate UConn. Okay. <laughs> I hate UConn. I've hated UConn for years. I'm a UMass graduate. Why? Why you hate UConn? What's you guys? Because we're from you. It's too long. Calipari versus Calhoun. Oh, this goes way back. Yes, this oh, goes back. This, this goes back to Calhoun refusing to play UMass. Oh, Cal Calhoun looked down his nose at UMass for years and years. And when UMass was on the way up, he's like, "I'm not playing that state school. When I play in those those guys, I got Ray Allen on my team. What do I need to play them?" And then when UMass got bad, then Calhoun was like, "Okay, now I'll play." 
And it was like a 50-50 split. They would win, we would win back and forth. But he never played UMass when they were good against Cal. Cal and UConn hate Cal and Calhoun still to this day hate each other. So yeah, and it's it's a long-sitting rivalry. So I've hated what? It's just personal for you. you this is what? personal, but this is also a Creighton basketball team that's lost back-to-back games. They went 3-0 and last year straight up against UConn. And UConn is still very good, very talented, very difficult team to face, high-flying. But Creighton was outstanding in the first half against Xavier. Big win, big lead, rather. 17 points. They blew it at home. Xavier shut How them down. How did that happen? They let all – it's a young basketball team. Okay, so that was the annual pink out game. So to go back really far, but when I got to Omaha, Creighton didn't do anything for whiteouts, anything for any type of like group activities. So on my radio show, we were the home of the Creighton Blue Jays. I was the pre and post game show host. So I like went on a crusade and I was like, we have to do whiteouts like this is perfect. The school colors are white and blue. We have to do this, have to do this. I talked about it like literally two years straight. I talked about it. And then the university did it. And whiteouts have become whiteouts have become a, a huge part of you every year. Brought the whiteout to Creighton. Yeah. So I pushed it. It's a big contentious thing. People in Omaha will fight all the time, but nobody was talking about it besides me. I didn't make them do it. They did it on their own, but nobody was talking about it publicly as to like, why is this not happening? Why aren't you guys doing this? You should be doing this. Right. So yeah. So like I have um, somewhere in my in-laws house in Massachusetts, I've got the, a big framed photo of the first ever whiteout that somebody made for me and said, you know, this is, look what you just did. Look, yeah. Like, this is cool. Look what you were able to accomplish by pushing this. Right. You have 17,000 people wearing one color. Cause you were talking about it on your afternoon show for two years. So that was always a really a cool thing. And so like, I didn't organize it. The school did it all on their own, but like, I was the one that was like, was like pushing them to do it. So yeah. they took that idea and Greg McDermott's wife is a, a, a breast cancer survivor. So oh. now they do it with a pink out and they, so they pink out the entire arena and they raise and they auction the jerseys off after the game. It's a huge moment. It's a really special pregame ceremony. Coach Mack gets on the mic and they talk about, you know, their battle with cancer and you know how they, how much money they raise for cancer research. And it's like a ton of money every oh, year that they do. So it's a young basketball team with all the energy in the building about that moment. And so they played out of their minds. They played incredible. They hit everything. They were going crazy. But after halftime, that emotion, they're too young. They can't, they can't, they haven't figured it out. Unsustainable. Unsustainable. So they're up by 17 points. They're hitting everything. They're running around. They're playing defense. And all of a sudden, second half hits. And it's like that, that adrenaline dump. It's just like, uh uh-oh. And Xavier starts hitting shots. And they hit shots and it snowballs the other way. And Xavier ran away and Xavier ran away with it. I mean, Xavier hit everything. I mean, it was, I was watching the game going like, cause I bet Creighton plus one and a half. I'm like it's a pink out game. Of course I've been in Creighton. You're kidding me. And it's right. up 17 points. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. And then they fall apart and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So here they are on the road at UConn in the wake of that second half against Butler on the road. They got killed. We talked about that. I said, you know, Creighton yeah. on the road at, at Hinkle fear house. Ugh, awful happened. At home, pink out, thought they'd played really well. Well, they did for a half and it didn't. So now they're back to against the wall. Lost three, two games in a row, have had success. Dan Hurley, the coach of UConn, Coach Mack is three and one straight up against them. The only time he lost to them was when Dan Hurley was at Rhode Island. They beat the Jays in the NCAA tournament. More history. This is a big game tonight for the Creighton Blue Jays. 
I'm catching now. You can get 10 and a half points now. Yeah. You can get 10 and a half. I took nine and a half last night. You can take 10 and a half. Betting or booking Jays on the road as big dogs. I'm booking it. <laughs> I'm taking a favorite. I just I don't like that having a 17 point lead at halftime and losing a game bad. Like bad. For a young team, that's a hard bounce back ask. I mean, double digits is a big number, but they've put up a couple stinkers recently. Back um, to back. Yeah, just like a lot of shots not making and then unable to stop the runs from the other team where you know, like I'll check the score every once in a while, you know, when they're playing and I'm like, Oh, that changed. That was fast. Like it was it, the, the, go, the other team's going on like 10 0 runs easy. UConn can fill it up. Mm. The total's one thirty four and a half right now. seems low. I was going to say over. seems low. I would agree. It, it seems low. And for the Jays to be in the game, I don't think they want to play low scoring. I think that they'd rather be, this is the problem. This is why it's not creating basketball normally because they average six made threes a game. Under Greg McDermott, they've averaged 9.9 made threes a game before this year. Different Different team entirely. Different style, different everything. Freshman point guard, freshman power forward, D3 transfer wing i mean this is a very different blue jay team they'll be very good next year but this year they're tough but i do think on the road at stores backs against the wall this is the game they've got to i could see them winning the game outright i really could damn this is this is when the this is when the young kids do something they're not supposed to do and they all of a sudden everything falls and they've got to win this game i mean in the race in the in the big east this is a really big game wow tonight all right Sharon saying bet Creighton first half and UConn second half. I don't hate that, but again, that's this is a road game, not a home game. So I almost like flip it. I, I think UConn may come out flying and the Jays recover at halftime, but I just take 10 and a half points is a lot of points in a big East conference basketball game. It's just a lot of points. So yeah, I'll take, I'll take the dog UConn's here. Covered the last couple big numbers. I haven't. Uh, let's see. UConn against the spread this season. UConn's record is 10 and nine. They're five and five at home. They are six and four against the spread over the last 10. Same number for the Jays. Jays are five and four on the road this season. Uh, They beat Georgetown as 15 and a half point home favorites. They won by 23, but Georgetown's a disaster. They beat Butler at home laying 14. They won by 17 points. That's a very good win. But against St. John's, they were laying 10 and a half. Same number as tonight. And they won by eight. Mm. They laid seven and a half to Providence at home. They lost by four. Uh, let's see. Good basketball team. Yes, they are. And they were laying nine and a half last game at DePaul, and they won by seven. Did not cover them in the last game. The road is so hard. Mm-hmm. At home. I don't know. Lady Sherry got a pretty good opinion. She's in the chat every day. So, yeah. gotta, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Brady's retired. Hopefully we can stop talking about it. I mean, seriously, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's going to be mine. So, but for a totally different, I know. Different reasons. <laughs> I don't want to take it away. I know. I know. You kind of, you, you, no, you'd be, no, uh, my answer is totally different than yours. You're I, happy about it. No. I'm not happy about it. I love watching a guy play, respect him totally. I mean, I'd be one of those fans that if he came back and he came mm. into my stadium, I'd stand up and clap when he walked in and tip my hat and say, thank you 
for providing a lot of angst mostly because you did it against my team, but it's a, it's a hell of a career. And I mean, you just, you know, you, you just try to live up to that standard in life every day. And a guy did it. So, but no, the best thing about today is not only am I doing this show, I'm going on a hammer down show in a couple hours. Uh, nice. One o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern with those boys. And we're going to discuss some things about maybe hooking up uh, out West and, and next week. You know, this is kind of cool now that we've announced it and making plans and saying, yeah, me and Pete are all going to be doing a show from uh, the Maxim bet set and all this stuff. And what is it? The city market. I want to get it right. Correct. Yes. City market. LA, LA city, city market. market. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, you can come by the set, maybe we'll talk and all this other stuff. So, and they were asking me about the parties and I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll figure that all out. So <laughs> all these people have been making plans for LA. I still have not figured out exactly. We almost got, and I almost didn't get it. You board. don't know when you're leaving yet. Are you coming with me? Or are you going on your Other own? Things have come up apparently this weekend. There's people coming to town and staying at the house. I just found out this morning. I said, can somebody please tell me what's going on in all this right, house? Well- Farrah and I, Farrah and I are rolling out at, at around like 2 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So at worst, I'll be in that car with you or following you one way or the other. But the plan is before that. Look, Big can say got a weekend series and all this other stuff. I don't know what's going okay. on. I'll find out hopefully today. All right. So that's a for me. The retirement of Brady is look the career and the person, but we're going to talk about my favorite thing about today. So for Brady, it's obviously going to be a big moment for him, but for my, for personally, from what this career moment ending of Tom Brady, what it means for me, I'm a big reflective person. I like looking back and I like seeing the journey. I like kind of looking behind and seeing kind of where, where I have been. And this guy's journey is my adult life. I mean, like, <laughs> It is. It's literally my adult life. I turned 21 when Tom Brady was drafted by the Patriots. And Tom Brady has played for 22 seasons in the NFL. And I mean, I I was, you know, April 4th, 2000, whatever, whatever it was, 2000, when he, when he got drafted for the Patriots, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there as, as, as a young kid, just out of college and graduated in, May of 1999 and Tom Brady comes into the league. And as I'm an adult, every step of the way, it's been Tom Brady every year. It's been Tom Brady. Every football season, it's been Tom Brady. I don't know the NFL as an adult or a legally able to gamble human without Tom Brady in football. (laughs) So it's crazy for me that Tom Brady next season will not be playing football anywhere. Like how is, I don't really know how I'm going to react to that, to not have Brady there. It's, you know, for a lot of people in new England who are my age at 44 years old, that like we watched and grew up with Brady. We got married when he got married, I got married, he had kids, I had kids. Like you just, all those milestones, you know, my daughter at one point, she had seen three championships in four years of her life. Like it was, she was about to go to five, but like she'd seen three championships. My daughter was on TV in Boston, Massachusetts as a three-year-old. She was on in a Patriot, in a full Patriot cheerleading uniform going, go Tom Brady. Like I've got this video of my daughter on CBS 
the CBS affiliate WBZ in Boston. <laughs> I have my daughter who's there sitting there because they were asking for kids who were decked out in, 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 in Patriot gear. And I had my daughter and I knew David Wade, who was the meteorologist there. And so I sent it to him. And I'm like, here it is. And he puts it on. And I, I have my mom and my grand and her grandparents, my in-laws, everyone's like freaking out. They're getting phone calls. Your granddaughter's on WBZ. What's going on? <laughs> like, it's just... I was walking with Maddie when the Patriots had the pick when Malcolm Butler, I had her on my shoulder. She was like one and a half years old asleep and I jumped and screamed and woke her up and went crazy. And we'll, we'll tell that story for the rest of her life. It's just a, it, it's a wild thing. How closely aligned my life has been to just watching Tom Brady along the way. We told the story about the, you know, what happened with the tuck rule where I was yeah. with that. Yep. And then where I was watching the Patriots win the first Super Bowl, And then the third, I was in the car for the kick for Adam Vinatieri. I was driving to a play-by-play for the NBA DL, listening on the radio <laughs> to the Patriots kick that game winning field goal. And that, and Adam Vinatieri's son committed to my school yesterday. UMass has Adam Vinatieri. AJ Vinatieri is a kicker now for my alma mater starting next season. At UMass? Yep. He ain't going to get too many field goal opportunities. That team ain't no good. <laughs> Team's horrible. Oh, but my goodness. But, hey, I mean, we got new coach and we got new energy and away we go here with the UMass football. Wow. But, I, mean, I don't know how many D1 offers the kid had, but he's now going to be, I mean, anytime Vinatieri comes out to kick, everyone's just going to stand up. doesn't matter what the kid does. It's like right. your father's a god. Like, we love your father. So just – you know, there's just so many weird parallels that go into this for me that like it, Brady's retired. Like I, I told you, I, I thought it was done after he lost. I thought he was walking off for the final time. So I was like mentally prepared for today to happen. So I'm not like stunned or shocked or anything, but it is remarkable to think. Do, over do you the last feel 20, old? Old? Does it kind of, I mean, does it kind of give you that? Like, I mean, cause this is the same parallel for me is Mario Lemieux. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, playing hockey and then watching this kid show up. He was three years older than me when he showed up. I watched his whole career, got to go to the games, enjoy it all. Saw them become a championship team. They never won a Stanley Cup before that and got to watch the whole thing. And then the cancer treatments and all this stuff. And it was like when he was done, that was the first one that like hit me like this. Like I was like, man, I remember where I was when he scored his first score. I remember going to the games. I was at the game when he scored five different ways. I I saw the Stanley cup, except other than be awarded in person. I lived, went out to the airport when they won, covered the next one as an intern, like and saw the whole ramp up and then was done. And it was like, I don't know if there's going to be another guy that I could have that kind of like admiration relationship with that have moments in my life parallel with what he was doing on his sport so you you know mm. you've become I mean, i'm thinking about you going to alabama after you graduated and Virginia, the one thing you could count alabama on was brady was brady being down in patriot uniform and playing football on sunday and now you know you're you're in vegas we got a show we do all this stuff and you got a kid who's in second grade and you're married and all this other, and he's done it's yeah, weird, it's, it's, isn't it? It's it's crazy. It really is an interesting <laughs> look at life and kind of how humans, how athletes. And I mean, I, I always say this, like people, I didn't cover Brady in New England, but I, I had a really cool opportunity whenever the Patriots would play in Houston against the Texans, I was I would always go. And you like people don't understand how tall Brady is Man. and how thin he is. 
Like he is really tall and he is really thin. He does not look like he looks like a basketball player. Right. The basketball the people I've covered, he looks like he played could play in the NBA. Yeah. Not in not in the NFL. And that's one of the more remarkable things. And like I remember walking with him, it was me, him, like three reporters after the Patriots had won, and we were walking to the press to, to the press conference. And Brady's not always in love with the media and kind of was like, you know, being asked questions off the record. And he's kind of like, but it was his need to kind of like walk up to him and ask him a question and like talk to him and walk with him for 15 minutes until he gets the, you know, through the bowels of NRG stadium until he got there. And like, I, I was, I always remember that because I was like, at least I got a chance to do that because I always say in the Boston media, I was like, man, I, I was gone for all those championships and all the parades and everything else. I watched them all on TV. It never was like fully, except for the Red Sox. We were there for the, the 2013 Red Sox, we were there for that. Um, Teresa was pregnant actually at the, at the parade for the Red Sox. But um, that was, you know, that was one of those cool times of like, yeah, okay. I got a chance to really kind of be around him and see how he interacts with people like off the, off the mic and off the camera and whatnot. And he's, He's a dude that I think is going to do big things after football. I think everyone's trying to figure it out. He once made mention of running for Senate. And I think that still politics could still very much be a part of his. He said his most outrageous goal in life would be a Senator. And so that's, and he'd be a Republican and he's going to upset somebody. What state is he going to be a Senator in? Probably California is where he'd go. Be my guess. He'd run as a Republican in California and he could probably win as a Republican in California. Wow. So he probably, that's where he, he may go in Massachusetts. I could see him maybe in mass. He'd win easily in Massachusetts, but he's had some controversies, the whole Trump thing. And, um, you know, he's had some issues in Massachusetts that may make it a little more advantageous or Florida. He could run in Florida and people would be all about him in Florida. So, but I think that that's on the radar in the next 10, 15 years. I could see Tom Brady. I could see him on TV. He's not Peyton, so that's a problem. But I could definitely see him in like a Troy Aikman type of role where he's calling games. I think he wants to do that. I think he's going to be so bored by, I think in five years, yeah, I could see him do it in five years. Mm. I could see him wanting to get in a TV and do something because, I mean, he needs to be around the game. If he doesn't do, put it this way, if he doesn't do something in the football realm, the Brett Favre 2.0 possibility is like minus 300 to me. <laughs> you think he comes back now after all this? Mm. Not now. In like a year and a half from now, at like 46 years old, if he's not connected to the game in some fashion, broadcast, pregame show, working for a sports book, I don't know. He has to be tied to football. If he's not tied to football, and we don't hear Tom Brady doing anything, the likelihood of him playing again in the NFL is a huge favorite to me. Really? I'm surprised. Huge favorite wow. to me. Okay. He's a junkie. We, I gave no, you the I stats. know that. I mean, he's a he lifer. He threw for over 5,000 yards in his last season. Like, if he's bored, which we all kind of know he's going to be bored, he needs to. he's a football guy. He needs to have football in his life. If he doesn't have football in his life, maybe not in 2022, but in 2023? not putting it past him to walk into a tailor-made situation. Star quarterback goes down. Tom Brady rides in. The 49ers, I'm serious about that. If Trey Lance were to get hurt and the team next season, two years in 2023, the team looks decent, not going to put it past it in a second. He's a free agent. 
He did not sign that contract. Two-year deal in Tampa. Didn't take it. The one thing I would say, though, to watch about that, all the Tampa... All the Tampa Bay reporters were talking about this. Brady retiring means he has to give them $16 million back. Does he carry that in his pocket? Maybe, but it's still $16 million. So the team may need to wipe that off. The team may need to. It doesn't, but I'm just saying if he were to play again, the team might come and ask for that money. There's the check. I'm going to San Francisco. Here you go. Write the check right there. $16 million. $16 million is $1,600 to me and you. Man. Okay, still sixteen million dollars. Still one hundred and sixty dollars, maybe. Come on, yeah, Jesus, that's a lot of money. Maybe you're right. It's it, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> Guys, follow us at Boston versus the Book on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and do us a favor. If you're listening on Apple, rate, review, subscribe Please. on Apple Podcasts. It helps the algorithms. It helps us tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're gonna do a giveaway. I was gonna do it today. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. We're gonna do another listener giveaway. And so we got that coming down. I got to get Patrick's got all of our prop swag. So I got to get that. So that will happen on the show tomorrow. A little midweek giveaway coming up and you will need to be subscribed and a reviewer. I'm going to have you guys go rate, review, screenshot, and then DM me the picture to be eligible to win that props prize pack that will happen coming up next week. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.